good day, everyone out there. I hope you're doing well. This is Tim from Ski Racks Media coming at you once again with our weekly tour and talk about and this, that, and the other of the snow sports world, skiing, snowboarding, other snow sports, what it is, what have you, whether it be recreational, competitive, whatever it may be. And competitive is actually what we're talking about Um this week um well amateur competitive and we'll get into that in a minute but first i want to hope that you had a good christmas last weekend and or um this past weekend a very merry christmas or boxing day or kwanzaa's off to a good start depending on which one you celebrate happy holidays and this coming weekend if you're listening to this on wednesday before the weekend um, when it debuts on the 29th is obviously new year's eve um and with new year's eve just want to say remind everybody play safe Play safe, and I don't just mean out on the slopes. Of course, if you're skiing on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and the days leading up to it, I'm going to try to be. Um, if you're leading up to those days, if you're skiing on those days leading up to New Year's or on New Year's, whether it be Eve or day, but be careful, of course. But when you get into post-skiing festivities and the drinkies and the food and then the more drinkies without enough food, be careful. Designated drivers, drink at home drink responsibly, party responsibly, um, safe sex, all that good stuff. No fights, any of that. Remember, take care of yourselves. Let's start 2022 off right. It's going to be a good year. I have that feeling. Uh, maybe I'm a little arrogant. Maybe I'm a little overly positive or overly optimistic, but I'm thinking it's going to be a good year. That That's what I'm going with. I'm going to make it a good year and we can all make it a good year. Make it as good as you can for yourself. Now, Next on the agenda, um, the last time you get to hear this for 2021, please subscribe, follow, share. I know. Do we love this or do we hate this? It's what they say you should do. Make sure you rem remind everybody, follow, subscribe, whichever, you know, whether you're watching the video version or audio versions, make sure you click the follow the buttons, the subscribe buttons. Make sure you rate it. I've had five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, so rate everywhere you can. Follow everywhere you can, including social media. That being Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Ski Rex Media, very easy to find. All links in the description, plus the Patreon site. Also, Ski Rex Media, and then Ski Rex Media Merchshop.com. If you want to rock something, my my uh, Santa hat that I'm wearing for the last time this year, um, as you can see if you're watching the video version, um, is not on the site, but the shirt that I am is the pocket tee. A um, lot of lot of things on the, uh, on the uh, Ski Rex Media Merch Shop website. Check out, check that out. People have bought them and people have enjoyed them and liked them and helped share the name. Plus stickers. You can always request stickers by sending me a message on social media, a DM of some kind, an email at Ski Rex number four ever at gmail.com. That link is in the description. And uh, or you can use the request on Ski Rex Media Merch Shop com that should work too i just put that up and it should work just fine now that the shameless plugs hashtag shameless plugs are done let's talk about today's episode today's episode is stars features an interview with brandon baker who is brandon baker he is a local to this area and he now runs via team active team amp active.org the winter wild race series an up and downhill race all at the same time that's right you race up and then you race down how is that for a race and this year it takes place at four mountains in the area whaleback and scutney and magic and pat's peak all very awesome places i've been to two i'm going to ski one this week actually i should be skiing whaleback for the first time this week in fact if you're listening to this on debut day Wednesday the 29th I should be at Whaleback this afternoon if you're looking listening in the morning or watching in the morning or 
if you're in the afternoon, I should be there. Um, but in any case, that's not the point. The point is Brandon Baker. He's going to tell us all about this race series, which sounds really cool. You race uphill and downhill. Takes place first thing in the morning before the place even opens. Gets everybody out there in the cold, get them moving, exercise. Should be a lot of fun. The way he explains it, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to go to the Whaleback race to watch. Um, check that out. You know, maybe talk to some of the people, ground level, you know, man on the street interview style. Maybe we'll get some of that done, right? Right. Okay, so we'll do that. Um, and if you want to participate, there will be information during the in, – excuse me. There will be information if you want to participate. The links will be in the description, obviously, but there will be information during the episode, and then there will be links following. You'll, I'll make sure you'll be able to find it. So let's go now and talk to Brandon. Now, this one's interesting. Um, the audio is going to be a little different, and what you're going to see if you watch the video version is that this was my very first Skirax Media in-person interview. Very cool. And I got to do it at Whaleback, at their bar at Whaleback uh, Mountain in Enfield, New Hampshire, right up the road from me, not 15 minutes away. It was very cool. Worked out very well. We're going to be working with Whaleback some more this season, I'm sure, and working in their bar doing interviews and things like this. Should be a lot of fun. In any case, I will now let the interview start because I know you're waiting for it. But for those watching the video version, note that I did lose the last 10 minutes of video for the interview. The audio continues. I have all the audio. I lost the last 10 minutes of video. So at, as the as you get to 10 minutes, you'll notice that it just kind of pauses on the last frame. But the audio keeps going. So just stick with it. Ride it out. 10 minutes. And then what you'll see is me. Because I'll come back for the conclusion as I always do. So get ready to enjoy this from Whaleback Mountain in Enfield, New Hampshire, and a venue of the Winter Wild Race Series. Brandon Baker, enjoy the interview, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, everyone. Tim from Ski Rex Media here for the very, very first in person interview I've done on this podcast from the wonderful, beautiful Whaleback Mountain. We're up at the bar and it looks great outside. Well, it's starting to look great. There's snow on the ground. Uh, there's people working everywhere. They might even get the lift fired up today, not to ski, don't get excited. Besides, this is coming out after today anyway, so it's not a big deal. But today, we're not nearly here to talk about Whaleback Mountain specifically. We will, and again, we have before, and we will again. Um, today, we're here to talk to my guest, first in person, with a little space between us here, Brandon Baker. How you doing, sir? Doing good, you? I'm doing excellent. Fired up. Uh, it's great to be able to talk to someone in person again. You know, for the last year and a half, I mean, skiing's a social sport. We weren't able to be social. Then I'm doing interviews online, which is great. Makes it easy. The other day, uh, I talked to someone who was in Finland. Wow. Awesome. Love the internet. But this is going to be better. It's going to be awesome. Pardon the echo if I don't get all the echo out. Like I said, first one of these I'm doing in person. Um, so the way we start this is usually I've already told them who you are. Now tell us what you do, why we're here talking today. Okay. Uh, so I'm uh, for... Uh, do a lot of outdoor things, but for the sake of our podcast and our time here, uh, we're going to talk about Winter Wild, uh, which is a now in its 12th season uh, New England uphilling event, and uh, we're kicking off January 8th here at Whaleback, and we started in 2010 here at Whaleback, so it's a bit of a homecoming, very neat. That's awesome. That is great. Now, so it is an uphill event. It's not just go up, run gates. This is an uphill event. That's awesome. Now, this is skiers and riders, right? For the most part. Yes. Yep. Okay, so you got your skiers, you got your snowboarders, splitboard, whatever. What I saw, and this is what actually 
I couldn't believe it. This is the part I want to see. I'm thinking about coming on the 8th to check this out, talk to people. But um, it's not just skiers and snowboarders. There's like people with the spikes and all that stuff running it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's technically four categories. So you got your traditional runner slash snowshoe. Uh, actually, excuse me, we switched those two categories. So you got your micro spikes or tra trail running shoes. You got your other runners, which are on snowshoes, you know, with the big planks. Sure. Very light these days, but still, you know, substantial underfoot. Yeah. Uh, main skiing group is going to be called heavy metal, and that includes anything from tele frame binding to split board to AT stuff. And then we have a snowboard category as well. So most of those folks end up hiking and then putting their snowboard on, shooting down at the end. That's amazing. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Now, if you've seen uphill races before, that's great. To see people running it, that has to be something. Like you got your skiers, you got your snowboarders who are coming down, but then you actually have the people on the snowshoes, and we've seen that too. The actual joggers, what is that like? They got the micro spikes, or you know, use your terminology. What is that like to see that? Yeah, so uh, it's really a hoop, I would say. <laughs> uh, depending on the length of the course, they might... Uh, well, the last time we were at Whale back in 2019, uh, we did a bit of a uh, sort of, I called it like a butterfly shape. Sure. So we went off on the, the far right-hand side of the mountain, down the center trail, first one normally that they open up, I forget the name of it, right in front of us. Sure. So it was kind of an up to the side, straight down, and then up to the skier's right, far side of the mountain, and then down again. So it was kind of this butterfly shape. Wow. And it ended up being around three miles with 1,200 feet of climbing. So you see, obviously, the uh, runners are going uphill slower than they go downhill. Sure. And uh, the beginning is, is the, a lot of fun because you have all those different modalities together. Yeah. And you're watching them. And as they slowly get out of view, you see all these little different ants doing their thing, you know, up the hill. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, it, it does, it spreads out fairly quickly, but uh, in the beginning, they're all grouped together, and it's, it's quite a scene. That's got to be mm -hmm. awesome to watch. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. I, I do want to come as a spectator. Definitely don't want to try it. <laughs> um, and if you've been, if you've never been to Whaleback, it, it's got some steeps off the front here. Absolutely. So going, coming down is tough, I'm sure, but going up, oh, my God, dude, not my thing. Um, younger me, yes. Now me, no. Um, so now that butterfly shape, that's interesting to me that you mentioned that I was looking at the website for Winter Wild and we'll, we'll plug the website for sure. So everybody knows where to register and stuff. But I, I did notice, was it just at the whale back that you did that shape, that like butterfly shape? Was that just here? Yeah. So, uh, I would say, you know, it depends on a lot of factors, you know, New England skiing, uh, global warming, such things. They've changed a lot of stuff. You know, generally we'll have a plan going into the season in the fall and you know we almost have to wait a week or two out to actually finalize which trails sure. we're going to use um so that i would say that exact design is was pretty unique uh, mm. and being that whaleback has been part of winter wild for so many seasons uh that was i think maybe the best rendition because it really featured uh a lot more of what the mountain had to offer as opposed to just one loop yeah, no, that was awesome. In fact, I was actually wondering about it. I looked at the map from past years at Whaleback and I saw it. I was like, oh, so do they go up one way and come down the other or go up two ways and come down the middle? But it's 
up, down, up, down, yes. makes it even tougher, makes it even more exciting. That is awesome. So now, of all the mountains, I saw four. It's just the four, correct? This season's four. Okay, and we had Whaleback here, Whaleback in wonderful Anfield, New Hampshire. Uh, Scutney, I believe, yes. in Scutney, Vermont, nice place. I actually never been up that one. Uh, was Magic one of them? Magic will be the, the finale. Nice, and the, what was the, Pat's Peak, I believe, was Pat's the last Peak, one. Yeah. Aha, look at me! Who needs notes? Um, now, uh, all these places are wonderful. I've never actually skied Magic. I've never actually skied another steep place, though, I do know. I've never actually skied a Scutney. Um, people love that place. That place has got such a homegrown uh, 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 fan base. It's amazing. Pat's Peak, I love. I've been there. I love that place, and I'm going to love this place, too. Um, do you get a lot of turnout? Because these are small mountains. Like you have uh, two Indy Pass mountains and then two other independent mountains, not on the Indy Pass, but Pats and Magic are. Do, do you get a lot of turnout? Are these huge events? Are they mid-size events? Are they small events? Yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, uh, throughout being this season 12, there's been, there's been huge ones. Uh, I forget the record offhand, but I know it was over 200. Sure. Um, and then there's been been some smaller ones. Um, I remember, uh, and we can talk about uh, sort of the origins a little bit. Later, yeah, totally. But, uh, this event was started by a man named Chad Danning. Mm -hmm. I was the assistant for many years to him, essentially. Sure. Um, I remember one ice storm uh, event that we held that was at uh, Suicide Six. Nice. And I think there were uh, 28, maybe 32 there at mm -hmm. that, you know, and that made sense. <laughs> so we've had quite a big range. Um, nice. I'd say generally average right around 80, 90 folks. That ain't so, bad. Always decent, yeah. Yeah, that is good, um, especially for these smaller mountains. You don't want to be yeah. pulling in World Cup numbers on yeah. a place like this. I mean, you could, but it would be ugly, that's for sure. Um, so, well, then let's get into the history of it. Um, you know, small New England race, uphill, downhill. What's the idea behind it? What, what's the origin? What's the story? Sure, yeah. So uh, this was uh, 2010, and... Uh, I would say most of the groundwork was done in 2009, being that the calendar flipped and then you know our winter events start. Sure. Uh, so Chad Denning, uh, director in New London, um, mm -hmm. also Hanover uh, before that. Uh, he grew up in Texas and he uh, went to, uh, I believe one of his first jobs was out in, uh, I think, Vail. Okay. So he's in the recreation field. Uh, he'll tell, or he would tell you that He's a bigger guy, you know, typical yeah. Texas, ate a lot of food, you know, nice. did the party thing, whatever, in college. And then when he got in the rec field, he went out to Colorado and he, he just right away just ate up the Colorado lifestyle. Sure. So skiing, hiking, running, uh, multi-sport, all the things, you know, got healthier, got leaner. Uh, he went from like, I don't know, 220 to like 170, wow. uh, about six foot one. So, you know, big, strong athlete. Yeah. Uh, Fast forward, he, he and his wife came out east. Uh, you know, he was uh, assistant rec director, and then he became uh, full-time uh, the, the head rec director in New London. Sure. That's where I met him. I, I went to Colby Sawyer. Okay. So we became friends through outdoor pursuits. Uh, I was in between things, graduated college, uh, and I graduated, like, did the fall semester, so got to the uh, winter semester, and he said, I'm doing this event, and I said, wow. I don't know where I'm going to live after college, but I want to help. So I would come up on weekends and help a little bit. And uh, just a really, really unique event. Uh, first year he got uh, 
Yeah, I know you had a spot with New Hampshire Chronicle. I can't yep. find it on YouTube. I know it's out there. Uh, I believe Whaleback and Son of Pete, maybe even Cats were the first year, so just three. Okay. Um, but uh, very, very grassroots. You know, it grew, grew um, just mostly by word of mouth. Uh, and, it, you know, it took a little bit of a crazy athlete to do it. Uh, sure. You know, wake up at whatever, however long it takes you to get to the mountain. Then you got to warm up, sign in, do the thing. Uh, but Chad really promoted that as a uh, super fun event because you work out in before maybe even your kids wake up. Sure. And then maybe the wife or the husband, for that matter, could bring the kids later. You could all ski as a family after the event. You know, it was really a, a cool way to get people going. Uh, main idea behind the uphilling uh, when Chad was out west uh, before he came this way. Uh, he was a typical uh, telly, you know, uphilling guy yeah. before the resort opened. Sure. And uh, he said, you know, out west, you get these 45, 50, maybe even an hour plus climbs. Yeah. So that's kind of, they would finish at the top for some of their events. Mm. He said, out east, our climbs are much shorter. Sure. Let's do a lap. Yeah. You know, and the deal will be whatever equipment you use to get up is what you have to carry that's with so you awesome. on the way back down. What a genius idea. What a brilliant thing to do. Super cool. Now, started grassroots, very small. Um, these, these mountains are in small town, small New England towns. Like, the, these are tiny little towns, Enfield and uh, Henniker and, and uh, Londonderry and, 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 and uh, Scutney. Um, very small town, but you get decent size events. Have you ever had a real, or should I say real, pro athlete sneak in? Have that's, you? That's a great question. Don't yeah. know. Uh, one of the things I like to say, you know, social media and things like that, is that Winter Wild is a series that favors participation over prowess. Sure. You know, I'd say 10, 15 people are really gunning for that win. Mm -hmm. They are all timed. Mm -hmm. But the other 75, 80, 100 people are just there to do it, get the workout, sweat a little yeah. bit, get on the hill. Um, but we have had some excellent athletes, um, very fast regional athletes, runners, Nordic skiers, some of the schemo guys. Sure. Uh, and I would say uh, the highest level athlete we ever had was a retired Olympian uh, named Chris Freeman. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember the name. Yeah. I don't so, remember his exact career, but I do remember the name. Sure. sure. So that was pretty neat. He was kind of, you know, up, down, and back on skate skis. Nice. Before, <laughs> before anybody was really in sight. He's an incredible, incredible athlete. But uh, it's really neat for me, too, because uh, he's a hero of mine, uh, being, both being type 1 diabetics. Sure. So that was really neat. Uh, I felt almost bad as the director. I said, oh, you want a prize? You know, the guy's got all the prizes, of course. And, yeah. and you know, oh, no, I'm just going to cool down. You know, he didn't stick around. He was re he's retired at that point and all that. But, but it was, it was uh, pretty neat to witness that. That's so cool, <laughs> man. And, and it was totally humble about it, too. It didn't come out just to whip everybody. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's cool, too, if that's what you're into. But, you know, that is really kind Kind of awesome. And again, Waterville, kind of local to here. Not, I mean, it's a little ways, but not far. It's still New Hampshire. It's not far. That, that's really kind of awesome, too. Now, you've been talking about it. it is a lap format, you know, down or up, down. That's cool. Um, most of them are in the morning before the place wakes up and there's one night. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, a Scutney is still a little bit up in the air this year. Sure. Historically, that's been a night one. And the challenge with that is, you know, it's a beautiful thing that the town kind of runs the uh, ski hill now. Yeah. But it's challenging from a logistics perspective in terms of if people get injured and uh, the grooming 
Sure. Uh, Skadi is more of a backcountry slash snowshoe place now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had that at night, and uh, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we use a lot of like glow sticks, headlamp required sort of thing. Yeah. We've done that as an open category only, which means the spikes and the snowshoes. And the, so gotcha. we're hoping we'll have enough snow to do the full thing this year. Nice. But time will tell on that. Mm. Uh, so the rest of them, 7 a.m., uh, we've had them actually a little earlier a couple times due to the, the sort of the busyness of the mountain or when the map, that particular mountain opens. Nice. But the idea is that we're up, down, and out mm-hmm. before they really get popping, and that's yeah. one of our selling points. Totally, totally. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, being first on the mountain for, if you've never been up the mountain at sunrise, it's an amazing thing. Um, I got lucky. I've never been an uphill guy. I've never tried it. Do want to try it. Haven't tried it. But I, I, had, I was fortunate enough that when I worked at Mount Snow through high school, we worked at the Summit Lodge, my friends and I. And so we were the only people up before us were, was, was line check. That was it. The, right. the patrollers. So you get to watch the sunrise. And it, it's really kind of awesome. And this is equally as awesome because now you're, you're fully immersed in nature. It's just like it's got to be. Have you participated? Have you just run it or have you tried it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, the part that, uh, you know, a lot of, all the, 100% of the Winter Wild folks know is that, is that we lost Chad in 2014. Oh. Um, so up until that point, I was able to, for the most part, participate and then sort of, you know, change my clothes real quick and, and help out. Okay. So, um, I would help with setup, do the event, and then and then help with the awards for the most part. Okay. Um, so I have only participated in one since I've been the director. Okay. Uh, so it's been a while, but <laughs> I like to think I could still chase the kids. Uh, hey, <laughs> I say, man, get yourself an assistant. I'll be right back. Just keep everything settled while I'm gone and then hit it. Um, what is it like to do it then? Like from, like we're from a physical standpoint, it's got to be, you got to be in shape. Yes. I'm, I assume, <laughs> like sure, you, you'll absolutely. be huffing and puffing otherwise, mm-hmm. and hurting and just burning. But what is it like to be doing? And again, like you said, it was there are those hardcore competitors, but a lot of people out here just for fun and just sure. to be out there. And one of the things I always say about skiing, especially now, is that I am just there to be out there. I just want to be in nature and check mm-hmm. it out. What's it like to be able to connect with the mountain and with the nature? It's, it's kind of a hippie-esque question, but you know what? It's a fun question. Like, what's it like to be able to connect that early and just go at it, just be in the zone and go? What's that like? Yeah, so uh, I would say as a competitor, I, I, was, well, I was that 15 guy, you know, trying, trying to participate, trying to win, nice. you know, get close to the front. That's cool. Uh, uh, you know, try to win that uh, that uh, that m- extra mug or something, whatever. You know, very very fun, simple prizes. Uh, but so so I you know I guess I wasn't looking around much when I was participating. Sure. Um, time of year plays a big factor in how much sunset you get or yep. sunrise. Excuse me. I yep. always do that. Sunrise. <laughs> um, uh, that's always super cool. But I would say what I've morphed into because I actually do the course marking before the uh, race. Okay. Uh, so I go out in the dark. Yeah. And that is full on nature for sure. Totally. Uh, you may see a groomer, uh, but usually it's crisp, quiet, and uh, you know, every most of the animals in New Hampshire, Vermont are sleeping at this point. Sure. But 
uh, one race actually at Waterville. I'm marking the course, and a lot of times I have a buddy with me, but this time I did not. And uh, of course, you're going backwards, so the tra- mm. if you don't know the mountain well, the trail signs are facing the other direction. Yeah. So you're hoping, okay, I'm going this way, and I'm going that. <laughs> And at one point, it was it was close to negative. It was a very cold morning, and I was I was dead certain. I don't know if it was just because it was so early, I didn't get enough sleep, or it was so cold. I was dead certain there was a moose on the trail. There might have been. And I was like, "This is Waterville, you know. This is you know, it's a bowl. Nowhere else for the animals to go." And and I was, wow. That would be a story if I got trampled while I'm marking the course, <laughs> you know. And then and I said, no, 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 come on. And and I, uh, you know, it wasn't a moose, but oh. uh, it is it is a really surreal experience to be on that hill, knowing that in just two or three hours, well, first your competitors are going to be on it, but then in a few more hours it's going to be full. Yeah. Fully fully illuminated, you know. And, and right now it's just me in this white path in the darkness. Yeah. So, some mornings we get a, you know, the closer to the full moon, we get pretty much full illumination. We don't really need our headlamps. Mm, mm. Um, it's it's really really special. Obviously, when we mark the course, we're not going super fast, mm. uh, but we still got to truck it and make sure we get back to the lodge and do the rest of the things. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, pretty high on the unique scale. I uh, you right. know I can imagine. Like I've been, if if you've never been to a ski mountain. Like a resort, like people who are in the backcountry, they deal with this all the time. It's nothing new to them. They're just in nature. But to be on a ski, at a ski resort or a ski area before or after the day, even if it's at night, and it, for me, it's a little creepy at night, I'm not going to lie. Like being, being up there in the dark waiting for a groomer, it, 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 it'll get you if you're alone. Um, sure. But it's a whole other experience. Like it's kind of, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people... One of, the, one of the many reasons people are starting to take to the uphill scene is yeah. to get the place alone because it is a different world. As you said, yeah. it's completely different. Absolutely. It, it, and it's wonderful. Like I say, get, you know, even if you're not an uphill person, get there an hour early and just wander around, walk around. No one's going to say anything. Just make sure you're wearing bright colors so you don't get run over by a groomer. <laughs> um, it's not pretty, and it has happened. Um, mm. So be safe. That... Um, Excuse me. So that's awesome. That's great. You're out in nature. You're doing it. You're getting it done. Pretty decent size event. Now, is it? We'll get back. We'll go into the logistics of it. Some you're going in. You have to mark the trail in the morning. Yeah. Now, is that a full mark? Is that just slapping a post-it sign on a signboard, or are you actually out there with paint? Yeah. So we we do paint. Um, it always uh, tends to freeze. So uh, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Here. <laughs> Uh, so we, we do just a standard marking paint, water-based, you sure. know, make sure it's skis off quick for those obviously not doing the competition yeah. the day. Um, and that, that's worked fine, but it does freeze and mm. obviously we get some cold mornings. Um, I know that the, you know, the professionals use that blue paint, mm-hmm. but I haven't quite figured out or at least I haven't fully committed to having a giant backpack that's sure. full of liquid that mm-hmm. can go below freezing. So uh, <laughs> it's just arrows in the snow. Um, yeah. Part of winter, winter Wild being sort of that fun early uh, event is, you know, you got to embrace it. Yeah. You know, it's cold. It's dark. You might be driving a ways. You know, a lot of people, you know, grab a friend. You know, uh, if you don't embrace it, uh, some of these elements that Winter Wild folks find amazing. Mm-hmm. If you don't give them a shot, you're probably not going to find them amazing. <laughs> One of them is the fact that you're not going to the Boston Marathon. Yep. Like, like I said, a few times we go up, 
we we make our marks, the can freezes. Mm -hmm. We say, well, follow the green arrows until you hit the chairlift and then go straight down because there's no <laughs> other arrows. Yep. You know, and that's sort of part of the, the goofiness and the fun yeah. of it. Uh, there's a few folks that might get angry, but for the most part, you know, we do the best we can. You know, sure. we're, uh, we're moving our bodies from 5 to 5.45 a.m. trying yeah. to set this course. Most of the mountains I know by now, not all of them, though. Some of them, you know, every now and then we get a new one. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's all on the ground, and it's all uh, designed, once again, so that when we're gone, the, the, the yeah. uh, skiers aren't mad about it. Blue and green tend to be uh, the important colors. They're kind of the uh, our colors, you know, so to speak. Sure. Uh, obviously, the mountains frown upon yellows and reds. Yes. For obviously reasons. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> like, I can kind of see the humor of it if you're in the dark humor, but... Nope, green and blue. That works. Yes. Plus it sticks out really nice. That's great. And I love that you, you bring up the goofiness side of factor. It's like you who are setting it up are having as much fun. Granted, it's work. It's a job. But you can have fun while you're doing it. Yes. And you do. And I think that obviously that must translate into the event. Sure. Because it seems like so much fun. And again, small mountains, local mountains, locals coming out. It's just a good time. It's a hang. And that, that's awesome. And I love that. Um, so you, you said um, you don't know all the mountains by heart necessarily if you get a new one, which is sure. cool. I don't know how. There's people out there who will look at it, just a photo of a mountain and tell you what it is and which trails are in the photo. Sure, sure. I was like, dude, I can't even do that at my house. Uh -huh. I don't even know my house when I see it. So how right. do you do that? Um, are now you're down to four is four the max you guys do you're looking to go more go bigger yeah so um obviously pandemic you know yeah some things uh we didn't have any races in 2020 mm. uh so that would have been you know uh actually the 11th season mm. um excuse me we got in five before things shut down oh. in 2020 but then we didn't have any in 21 i guess yeah. And it'll be 22 in a few weeks. Totally, totally. Yeah, so I still have a hope to do like a little backyard one just to say we've got a streak going. Nice. Uh, but when, when I took it over, um, I was able to uh, acquire uh, Chad's original vision for, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully he was going to do this among, amongst other races as eventually a full-time job mm. away from the recreation side. Sure. Um, that ultimately obviously didn't happen. Uh, I got his, uh, his original business plan and... Uh, his training is far superior to mine, I will say, because he studied, you know, studied recreation that, and he's such a good connector, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of sponsors and mountains, and he worked for, um, did little projects with the New Hampshire Tourism okay. uh, as well, uh, sure. leading up to Winter Wild and launching it, and yeah. uh, his brother helped him out with a bunch of stuff, um, so, uh, kind of going too far in the past here. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> no, by all means. <laughs> Go for it, man. No worries. Um, so we're coming back to the the, mor the morning. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the uh, yeah. So it's uh, I picked it up in uh, sort of uh, at the time I was looking for Eastern Mountain Sports mm -hmm. and was like, if I'm going to work, you know, and really try to make this happen, I'm going to give it a shot. So I, I basically uh, left that position. And in trying to get bigger quickly, yeah, probably too quick. Okay. And, uh, I, I eventually got to seventeen year-round offerings. Wow. Uh, and you know, 
there's some luck, there's some uh, business skills I certainly could have done better, but ultimately I got to a point where I, I did too much and maybe okay. it wasn't established enough to make enough money. So uh, eventually I came back down and I think, so two years ago we would have had seven. Okay. And this year, coming off the pandemic, um, I ended up working a lot more in other jobs. Sure. Probably too much because there's nothing else to do. Pretty much. <laughs> and then, so I said, you know, now that I've still got, you know, a full-time job to go to, you know, when, when I didn't have a full-time job, it was easy to do seven or eight in the winter. Sure. We got up to 10, I think, was the most we had in the winter. Wow. Which is crazy. That's, um, that's four a... states, too. Damn, that's a series. Yeah, yeah, and so that was, you know, it was wonderful. Um, great experiences. Uh, had a lot of friends that have helped uh, throughout the years. Uh, but it's ultimately too much. Sure. Um, the way the event is designed, you know, it's, it's designed to be fun. It's designed to be up-down. It's designed to be family-friendly. Uh, it's not designed to be your, you know, maybe your Spartan or your Mountain Dew Rail Jam. You know, it's, okay. it's not a... It's not meant to make a lot of money per se. Sure. The volume would have to go through the roof mm -hmm. in terms of athletes, or we'd have to charge a lot more than I think maybe would uh, lessen the ability for bigger families to come. Yeah. So I think four is a great number. I think yeah. we'll end up having a ton of people this year, which is awesome. Uh, but sustainability from, from my own personal life, uh, <laughs> five, six, eight, ten, too much. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, four is good, man, especially if you're getting good-sized crowds. Like you said, averaging 90, 100 people, that's not bad. Like, and, you know, it, it's hard It's hard work to do these series, especially if you're the top guy. Like, not that I know. I've never, I've never run anything like that, and most people haven't. Um, but, you know, you talk, when you work in the business, you, you talk to people when, like, the big ones come. You know, God, I was at Mount Snow when the X Games came, and wow, that was, yeah. a, you know, just our couple days it was hundreds of people that didn't even they, they worked for ESPN they then oh, then wow. their people you know then each athlete then their athlete they, they each have people mm -hmm. so if you scale that back it's still a lot of work and oh, it's yeah. still you know it's a lot to do and it's very interesting uh, to me that that part of it I don't know if that's interesting to anybody else but the logistics parts interesting to me but because it might not be interesting to me, I did hear you say something in there about year-round offerings. Uh, were you or are you looking to do a spring or summer or fall version? Uh, <clears throat> you know, yes and no. Um, there is a... Uh, or was there a plan to, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, um, I mean, for, for summer, you know, still sort of endurance-based things, but um, I've done a number of uh, trail runs, uh, road runs, uh, <laughs> hoping to do some biking events at some sure. point, gravel or mountain bike. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, um, there is a summer version already. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called uh, mountain running. Okay. Generally speaking. Sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of ski mountaineer people do that as well. And, mm. you know, national level, there's a big one at Loon. Um, mm. Some of the other sort of clubs from New Hampshire uh, have taken over those races. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's a big carryover in the running community. Sure. Um, what it would look like with with multi multi sport in the in the summertime, I don't even know. That would be some kind of crazy. <laughs> it would. It would be <laughs> summer something. Wild. <laughs> summer wild. It would be something to see 
Well, I don't know. You might be getting into the safety issue there because you got people jogging down. You got a bike whipping past them. I don't know. I'd, I'd be looking over my shoulder a lot of the time. Some of the, I mean, I do that hiking these mountains now with mountain bikers around. Not that I'm down in mountain bikers. I'm not. It's just if it's, you know, you might not necessarily see someone coming. And that happens. But that's okay. Um, how, how does it, I guess, I guess the question is, what, how has it been reviewed? Do people love it? Do people like it? I mean, obviously, if you're getting crowds of participants, and then what do you get? Do you draw crowds of spectators too? Is spectating a thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I haven't checked the Yelp lately. Sure, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. uh, you. Know, uh, it's interesting, uh, having done this for a while now, you know, uh, uh, I think myself personally, you know, I've, I've hit a bit of a wall. Okay. You know, in terms of like, kind of hitting that plateau a little bit, need, need a little spark, need a little energy, something different. Sure. Um, there's challenges, as you mentioned, uh, sponsors and different mountains. Um, all the mountains we've been to in the past, which if I totaled the exact number, it has to be close to 15, maybe closer to 20. Nice. 10 to one year, right? Yeah. Um, and we've had five and eight and this. Uh, it's, it's, it's been hard being such a uh, sort of grassroots and family sort of event. Sure. Some of the maybe bigger hills or bigger sponsors, mm -hmm. you know, have kind of been in and quickly out. And mm -hmm. that's been hard uh, sort of uh, emotionally. I know business is not really supposed to be an emotional thing. Yep. Being that we're, that's kind of where our energy goes in providing this experience. Sure. You know, that's, that's worn on me a little. Um, but I think generally speaking... Um, I've held it together well with the, the um, sort of group I've had. Uh, my, my buddy from childhood, Danny, has been my latest sort of assistant, if you sure. will. Um, he helps me set up, take down a lot of times. He does the marking too. Nice. Um, I've had a friends, Eric, uh, Matt, and uh, Robin in the past who've helped. They've all since, you know, life's happened. They've gotten busy. Families uh, moved out west. Robin did. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to have a lot of consistent support, you know, at 5 a.m. Sure. No, uh, I got you. But ultimately, I think most athletes have a blast. Like yeah. you said, there's a lot of elements to it. Um, so you got the experience, you know, you got the sunrise, you got the exercise endorphins. Then when you come back in, typically if we were in like this lodge, we would be up front. Uh, I don't know how it will work with the pandemic and with, you know, just getting sponsors, but that's a cool thing. We've had not only age group awards for every category. So the awards nice. are, you know, extensive. That's awesome. Small, you know, they're mugs, they're hats. This was a prototype hat at one nice. point. Uh, like it. But we also have uh, bigger prizes that are raffles. Okay. So that varies year to year, but some years, like a couple years ago, we had Crescent Moon snowshoes. Nice. Uh, we've had like ice bug Swedish uh, shoes with the spikes on them. Oh, cool. You know, 150 $200 shoes. Sure. We raffle off like one of those at the end of the awards. So that part is everybody's all excited. Oh, because sure. There's so many categories. You've got winners who are in the 70 to 79. You've got winners who are, you know, youngest finisher, eight years old, you know. Wow. So I, I would say that feel good element mm. um, we've been able to maintain throughout the years. Nice. The coolest thing I will tell you to wrap wrap this portion up sure uh we have a, a participant uh, i hope she sees this her name's ellie okay and she has been i think winter wild 
all 10 years. Nice. At least one or two races. She's had, you know, some injuries and whatnot. But sure. Ellie actually has a Winter Wild tattoo on her. On That's her wild. So That's awesome. If she doesn't, you know, isn't the best representative and the, uh, you know, most excited about the event, I don't know who is. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Super fan. Shout out to Ellie, super fan. Absolutely. That's right. Hype. That's right. Hype woman number one over there. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Better than great. That's awesome. Um, if you want to get tatted up, I don't have any. I'm scared. But, um, well, then, if the, there seem so many categories, so many people, and people seem to love it. Yeah. So what do we have, like, for categories or age groups? Let's get into what it might take to, if someone wants to participate. So you got ages, what, you can walk until you, as long as you're alive. Indeed. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, basically, uh, middle school high school, and then about every 10 year increment. Nice. Um, and believe it or not, one of our, and so uh, you can earn points, uh, you know, for the series, usually okay. like uh, however many events, minus one. Mm -hmm. So if there's six events, you would have points for up to five races, something like that. Okay. And, you know, first place is X amount, blah, blah, blah. And uh, one of our most hotly contested divisions is 7079 Open. Nice. Typically, there's usually five or six men, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes women as well, and women and men are separate. But, uh, and they're going for, you know, who can have the most points across the four race series. And it's That's just awesome. like, I just want to be able to walk up the mountain at that point. Totally. These guys are just jogging down and no problem. <laughs> Very cool, yeah. Something to be said for staying in shape. That's keep right. moving, and they are keeping moving. That's great. So many categories, so many age groups. How do people get in on it? Like website, phone calls, mail-in, sure. smoke signals, what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, I just finished the postcards. I'm a little late on that. We typically pass those out to ski shops. Try to leave a stack at our mountains, and that just has a schedule on it. Sure. Rob, uh, <clears throat> running, running stores, that sort of thing. Um, Website, uh, teamampactive.org. So the AMP is uh, something that Chad created that I've just kind of kept running with. So uh, it's like Team AMP is, the, is sort of the club, but Winter Wild is the business name. Got it. Uh, and, and of course, the winter events. Nice. Uh, and we do a lot with the Team AMP Facebook page, which is just Team AMP. Um, and uh, I think our Instagram is Team AMP Active as well. Cool. Yeah. So you can find it anywhere. Just look it up, Winter Wild, the Team App Active. Yeah. Um, links will be in the descriptions across both the audio and video versions. Make it easy for you to find. Um, fees involved? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was very proud that I was able to keep the fee low. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, maybe the reason it's not my full-time job. Sure. <laughs> that is very I possible. Like that was more important. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and, um, an event like this with so many types of, of modalities, mm. the, the only downside from a um, director's perspective, if you like to get up early and mark the course and, and hang out with a bunch of people, the only downside is it is expensive to insure. Sure, I can um, imagine. So that's, a, that's our big cost, but a lot of the prizes end up being uh, you know, donated or, or like a, being a sponsor, which is cool. So uh, for the longest time, it was uh, 20 pre-reg, for okay. pre-event and then 25 day of it's okay. now uh 25 and 30. okay so still you know fairly reasonable you're yeah. almost guaranteed to get something if nothing else uh, maybe maybe a baked good or 
<laughs> you know, something some sort of raffle prize um we even give raffle tickets sometimes to the spectators nice um, so not a ton of spectators but certainly a few diehards that come and watch their spouse yeah. or their kids and uh you know they absolutely deserve a raffle ticket right Cause yeah they, they got their butt up at 4 a.m so. yeah they're there they yeah. are there yeah so fairly yeah fairly reasonable especially uh these days 25 30. yeah uh yeah 55 total isn't bad like there's some of the bigger name races are beyond that like what do you see like tough mudder if that's even still a thing they might have gone bankrupt and been out by now because that was such a huge trend and i haven't heard about it in forever but there's that, yeah, yeah there, there's there's stuff yeah. out there and we almost ran one my friends and i and you know it it got canceled so we got our money back but i, I think we laid out 50 60 maybe even 70 a piece wow. um then that was like 10 or 12 years ago so do the uh, math yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, they can get pricey and they do cost a lot to run for anybody who's going to say, I don't know, it's kind of high. I'm like, come on, man, the guy's got to keep everybody safe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, plus you're out there on the mountain before everybody's there. Can you put a price on that? It's pretty neat. Yeah. It, it, not heard of anything else like it. Unless of course you're, you're doing the uphill AT thing already. Sure. Yeah. That, that, that is great. I can't wait to see it. I definitely want to be a spectator. Like I said, um, Speaking of which, so the dates are, your season kicks off here at Whaleback in Enfield, New Hampshire, January 8th yes. at dawn. So be here at dawn. Very easy. Regis usually at 6. Registration at 6. Yeah. Very good. Um, second mountain is which? Scutney. Scutney. Um, do you know the date on that? January 29th. <laughs> January 29th. And then does it come back in March? Is that when you start or is it through February? I cannot uh, remember. one in February. I yep. believe it's February 12th for nice. Last Peak. Nice. Um, no, February 5th, I'm sorry. February 5th. When you do it this long, all the dates go together. I believe it. Um, all Saturdays, typically. Nice. I like um, that. And then our finale will be at Magic at March 12th. And that will be really neat uh, because it's uh, basically a progression in amount of vertical leading mm -hmm. to Magic. So each race will get a little higher, a little yeah. longer. Oh wow! So as, as the season continues, you gotta push yourself a little bit more. Yes. That is so brilliant. <laughs> like, well, you know, uh, as long as you know, fingers crossed, we have great conditions. All, totally. All the year. Yep. yep. You know, Mother Nature is what it is, and that's great. But man, you you start and you're thinking, man, I'm gonna get a break, but no, 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 you're going. And once you get to magic, you're going straight up. So. Pretty much. Get, get those workouts in, kids. That's awesome. This sounds fantastic. Uh, TeamAmpActive.com. Org. 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 The links will be in the description. Don't look if you're listening in your car. Yeah. Wait till you stop. Uh, and then across social media, also linked. And we'll make sure we share those. Out. Awesome, Brandon. Thank you for uh, doing this with me. That's yeah. great. This sounds like a blast. I can't wait to see it. I want to come on the 8th at least, if not the others, or whichever, and just talk to people and be like, what do you think, dude? And just, you know, we'll yeah. do it again, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Brandon Baker, appreciate um, it. Winter Wild, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll see you out there, bud. Thank very you. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And there you go, everybody. Me and Brandon Baker hanging out in person at the wonderful Whaleback Mountain, which I will be frequenting this season since i have my seasons past the whaleback mountain so i should be there like i said this week and then probably next week and hopefully the week after that the beautiful part about whaleback is that they do midweek open in the afternoon open for the afternoon and into the evening and i was like that's just perfect for me i can get all the ski rex media work i want done in the morning 
and then go take runs in the afternoon. And maybe even this is one of my goals. I have a couple goals this season. One of them is to ski all six uh, New England states, including Rhode Island. Um, but to pull a double header, ski one place in the morning and then hit whale back in the evening and uh, do it, you know, double header, two mountains in one day. Yeah, it may only be day whatever, if you count days, but I'll get two mountains in one day. Hope to do that at least once, maybe twice, whatever. But anyway, not the point. The point was Brandon Baker, very nice guy, a lot of fun, very enthusiastic and passionate about the uh, Winter Wild events. If you want more information about the Winter Wild events, including the venues, the dates, how to participate, when to participate, um, check that out. You see it scrolling on the bottom of the screen if you're walking, watching the video version. If not, teamampactive.org link is in the description across audio and video versions go check that out that'll give you all the information you need including how to sign up when to sign up fees um you know like i said race dates the equipment to use because remember this isn't just skis man this is skis boards feet snowshoes whatever you got you could participate in all ages like like brandon said there are some seniors who are out there and i don't mean in high school tearing it up awesome Sounds like a great time. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, make sure you're in shape. It'll definitely test you, I'm sure. So check that out, won't you? Um, and then they are also on Instagram. I think they might be across Twitter or, and, and or Facebook or only two out of the three. I can't remember offhand, but that'll be in the description too. You could check that out and follow them on social media, um, teamampactive.org and the Winter Wild Race Series. Follow all that. It should be a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm going to check out at least one, if not all four, should be a lot of fun. Right? Right. For now, this is T Tim from Ski Rex Media saying make sure you subscribe and check out all the other stuff in the shameless plug. Let's make some money with Ski Rex Media. What do you say? Get yourself some merch, support on the Patreon, do whatever you think you can do, and I will see you out on the hill. I'm sure I'm skiing with at least some of you, and next week I'll be back with probably solo. We're setting up some new interviews for the new year, but of course, you know, it's it's you know, as I finish up saying this, like I said. New Year's is this weekend. We got to get through the holiday time. Nobody's really working that hard during the holidays, myself included. I didn't do much during the holidays either. But next, so next week, I will probably be solo here on the Ski Rex Media podcast. But the following week or the week after, I should have interviews going again, if not right away, but there will be more. It won't just be me, but I'll make it fun for you too. And I'm also going to redecorate and design a little bit, you know, the back ground here for those who watch the video version right right all kinds of stuff going on at ski rex media shoot i've even started writing a book but we'll get more into that later another time for now i'll let you go i'll see you on the hill be careful out there have fun out there and i'll see you on the next one later